Hi everyone, this is Alicia Halliday and welcome to the ASF Weekly Science Podcast. I didn't forget this was Pride Month, trust me I've been celebrating it, but it's more than it's just parties and parades. It's about recognizing that people who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual, and queer are not just accepted, but loved and celebrated. There's a previous ASF Weekly Science podcast about sexual education and people with autism, as well as some numbers on autistic adolescents and adults and their rates of homosexuality and bisexuality. But I haven't forgotten about the last two of LGBTQ. This week, I'm going to focus on the T, transgender. This is when you're born one biological sex, but you identify with the other sex. Technically, the term is called gender dysphoric, but I prefer transgender, so there you have it. You might read articles about the term GD or gender dysphoria. Now, transsexual is another term you may hear, and I'm going to lump it in with transgender. Transsexual men and women have changed or seek to change their bodies to match their identified sex. In other words, a sex change operation. It's best to ask someone who is transgender what term they prefer, just like autistic versus person with autism. But because I can't ask all of you, I'm going to refer to the GLAD website on nomenclature and use trans as the umbrella term. If that's offensive to you, I apologize. You would not believe how the literature has completely exploded in the number of studies on being autism and trans in the last two years compared to the last 20 years. Now, that's a good thing. I don't know the reason for this, but I suspect it's a combination of society destigmatizing what trans is, plus, of course, the autism self-advocacy community bringing this issue to the attention of the public, and the rates of trans and autism increasing at the same time, or that the mental health issues of people who are trans are being better illuminated. But anyway, it's all a good thing. Clearly, there needs to be more in this area. I don't think anyone is satisfied with what scientists and clinicians know or don't know, but at least we're not on the same path of trying to ignore it or ostracize trans people. Prevalence numbers can vary based on whether you pull autistic individuals on their gender identity or survey trans people on their autistic traits. Using the term gender dysphoria rather than trans, more than a few studies have found an increased risk of autism or even autism traits, and I'll get to that distinction in a minute, in trans people. Again, this is done by surveying the trans community on autism traits. One of the first studies published in 2010 to investigate this question showed that the rate of autism was as high as 10%, which of course is higher than 1.5% in the general population. Interestingly, it peaked at 10% in children and then dropped to like 7% in adolescents and adults. Why is that? Well, I'll get to that later. What about the flip side of that? Identification of trans versus cis in the autism community. That's also higher than you would expect, maybe three times higher than the general population. A lot of the research so far has been case reports, which really aren't that helpful to get the experience as a whole, but it can gather detailed information on individual people. Believe it or not, there are way more studies on this issue in adolescents than there are in adults. I would have predicted the other way around, but I was wrong. 
While the 2010 study looked at diagnoses, more studies are looking at the presence of autism traits in trans people, both those who were born female and those that were born male. While results have been mixed, two studies in 2012 and 2014 showed that those that were born female show a higher level of autistic traits than those that were born male. In fact, while autism traits are elevated in cis males, they plummet in trans people born male. This was not replicated in a recent study, so just be wary of that. I'm just saying. The instrument used to look at autism traits is called the autism spectrum quotient. And while some people have used a cutoff score for diagnosis, it really just looks at traits, not a diagnosis. So just so you know about the autism spectrum quotient or the ASQ, it's broken up into five sections. They include one, social skills, which includes items like I prefer to do things with others rather than on my own. And I find myself more drawn to people than to things. Number two, attention switching, which includes items such as I frequently get so strongly absorbed in one thing that I lose sight of other things. And I tend to have a very strong interest, which I get upset about if I can't pursue. Number three, attention to detail, which includes things like, I often notice small sounds when others do not, and I am fascinated by dates. And number four, communication, which includes things like, I enjoy social chit chat, and I frequently find that I don't know how to keep a conversation going. The last is imagination, which includes items such as, if I try to imagine something, I find it very easy to create a picture of it in my mind, and I find making up stories easy. Note that some items are reversed as a means of counterbalancing. You might notice that the first one, social skills, included things like, I prefer to do things with others rather than on my own, which is counterintuitive to autism, so it's counterbalanced. People who score highly on the ASQ often have poor social skills, are often focused and cannot switch their attention easily. They pay great attention to details. They find communication for its own sake difficult and tend to lack what one might think of as typical imagination. Other measures have been used and the numbers of course vary based on the instrument, but it does seem that autistic traits are elevated in those who are diagnosed with gender dysphoria using not just the ASQ, but other measures of social behavior like the SRS. It seems that the rate of elevated autism traits is about 5%. So forget the numbers. The million dollar question is why? Not to be able to target it for treatment, not to change it, but why to understand it. Understanding leads to better acceptance, which is what Pride Month is partially about. Here are some explanations. I don't know if they're all right or if they're all wrong, or if a little bit of them is right and a little bit of others is right too. In the studies that showed that those that are born female and are trans were more likely to show autism traits, the theory is that transgender men might also face more social difficulties and worries related to having to change their gender roles and thus gender-specific behaviors like not feeling masculine enough or being perceived as female. And this may lead to experiencing higher levels of social anxiety. Because those who score high on the ASQ who are trans do so specifically on the social scales rather than things like imagination or attention, 
Another theory is that it may not be autism at all. It may be issues with social isolation that are misinterpreted as high scores on the autism spectrum quotient. It might be that transgender individuals are part of a population that's extremely marginalized and vulnerability might lead them to experience increased psychological, health, and especially social isolation when compared to other groups. Now, consequently, some transgender people might score particularly high on those ASQ items and subscales because their dysphoria and related anxiety, as well as past experiences like transphobia and bullying emerge. Thus, certain scores on the ASQ might simply indicate increased social difficulties, which would increase their ASQ scores in that social domain, it might reach a high enough threshold that it would be considered autism. The idea is supported by literature investigating autistic traits in both socially anxious people with the ASQ. These studies suggest that the scores in these subscales related to social functioning may be inflated by the difficulties experienced in social interactions and that scores on the ASQ related to social functioning rather than some of the other domains may need to be interpreted with caution when subjects display marked social difficulties. Biologically, on the other hand, there is some evidence that changes in sex hormones during pregnancy may alter both an autism diagnosis, profiles of how people think, that extreme male brain theory, and gender identity. Now, that's not really clear yet, but it's a possible explanation. Now, other studies have looked at populations that show gender variance without that full-blown gender dysphoria or trans classification. Just like autism, gender identity has been described as somewhat of a spectrum. So it's important to include people across the spectrum, not just the ends of the spectrum. Looking at about 2,500 kids in Canada between 6 and 12 years of age, researchers asked the parents to fill out a survey of their child's gender identity. Higher scores meant higher gender variance. Scores on gender identity were correlated, not strongly, but still correlated with autism traits. Higher the gender variance, the higher the autism scores. But it wasn't just autism. It was sensory processing and oppositional defiant disorder as well. This suggests that children who are gender variant may have preferences for certain types of sensory stimulation, that they may be less inclined to attend to social cues, including those about gender, which may influence autism behavior and gender assignment. Finally, again, the issue with stigmatization is important. Those who are gender variant may lead to feelings of ostracization, unacceptance, and then lowering their desire to socialize. Again, this is more about understanding than it is about anything else. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. I hope you learned a lot. And if you're someone who is trans and also autistic, I'd really like to hear your perspectives on the matter. I think that they probably matter more than anything that's in the literature. So if you're willing to talk to me, can you email me? I'm at A-H-A-L-L-A-D-A-Y at autismsciencefoundation.org. A-H-A-L-L-A-D-A-Y at autismsciencefoundation.org. Thanks for listening and please celebrate the rest of Pride Month.